Hello everyone, hope you all must be safe and healthy. My name is Amar Ghali and I welcome you to another episode of my podcast on the topic The Rise of Nationalism in Europe for Grade 10. Okay, how about a world where there is no violence in any form, no discriminations, no nation, no country has any land or water disputes, no country is superior or powerful, and every nation and its citizens are equally respected. No one feels exploited or deprived of their rights. How does it sound? Crazy, right? Yes because it sounds quite impossible. So similarly, a vision was prepared in 1848 by a painter, an artist who was from France, and he was Frederick Sorio. He prepared a series of four paints and he visualized his dream of a world which was made up of democratic and social republic idea. He showed the people of Europe and America, men and women of all ages and social classes, marching in a long train and offering homage to the Statue of Liberty as they pass by it. And as you know, artists of the French Revolution had personified liberty as a female figure. So here also, he has shown a woman holding the torch of enlightenment and the charter of the rights of man. He has tried to portray women as a powerful person, a leader, women empowerment. And on the earth, that is in the foreground of the image, you can see the shattered remains of the symbols of absolutist institutions who were cruel, who ruled the entire society the way they wanted. They never bothered about the society. And the people of the world are grouped as distinct nations identified through their flags and national costume. The United States and Switzerland passing by the Statue of Liberty and they were already nation states. On the other hand, France could be easily identified by the revolutionary tricolor which has just reached the statue and she was followed by the people of Germany bearing the black red gold flag. Every single country, every single nation, they had their own identity through flags and through costume but they all were marching in a one single line and they were paying homage to the Statue of Liberty. Interestingly, at the same time when Sorio created this image, the German people did not yet exist as a united nation but they carried a flag to express their liberal hope so that they could unify the numerous German-speaking principalities into a nation-state under a democratic constitution. And following the German people, they were Austrian, the Kingdom of Two Sicilies, Lombardy, Poland, England, Ireland, Hungary, and Russia. And from the heavens above, the supreme power, Christ, saints, and angels gaze upon the scene. They have been used by the artist to symbolize fraternity among the nations of the world. So my dear listeners, how does it sound? It sounds very perfect. It sounds so ideal, but is it possible that such kind of system exists? Therefore, it was known as a utopian vision. And what is utopian vision? It is a vision of a society that is so ideal that it is unlikely to actually exist. Therefore, this chapter will deal with many of such issues which were visualized by Frederick Sorio in his print. And we will understand that how did the nationalism spread all over the Europe, even though they had so much of diversity. So during the 19th century, nationalism emerged as a force which brought about sweeping changes in the political and mental world of Europe. The end result of these changes 
was the emergence of the nation state in place of the multinational dynastic empires of Europe and which you know how diverse the European empires were. The concept and practices of a modern state with centralized power and sovereign control over a clearly defined territory was developing from a long period of time in Europe. But the concept of a nation state over modern state was the most important because majority of the citizens like German, French, Austrian, including their kings, came to develop a sense of common identity and shared history or descent. Therefore, it gives us an idea on the importance of our identity. Like, I am an Indian and it is a broader form of my identity over the other identities which may be based on region, religion or language. And it is very important for me because it always creates a feeling of unity and diversity under one nation, one flag, one national song and sovereignty of our nation. So this chapter will look at the diverse process through which nation states and nationalism came into being in 19th century Europe. So now I'm going to topic number one and the topic is the French Revolution and the idea of the nation. The first clear expression of nationalism came with the French Revolution in 1789. France, as you would remember, was a full-fledged territorial state in 1789 under the rule of an absolute monarchy. And you know the social division, you know the social condition, you know the political condition of France under the absolute monarchy which you have also understood in your previous class grade 9. The political and constitutional changes that came in the wake of the French Revolution led to the transfer of sovereignty from the monarchy to a body of French citizens and you know very well that had caused a huge sacrifice from the people of all the sections of the French society. They sacrificed their life to bring a change in France in which men, women, educated literate, illiterate, everyone took part in the revolution. So the revolution proclaimed that it was the people who would henceforth constitute the nation and shape its identity, not those monarchs. From the very beginning, the French revolutionary introduced various measures and practices that could create a sense of collective identity amongst the French people, like the ideas of la patrie, that is the fatherland, and les citoyens, the citizen, emphasized the notion of a united community enjoying equal rights under a constitution. A French flag, the tricolor, was chosen to replace the formal royal standard. The state generals was elected by the body of active citizens. The general of the state was elected by the body of active citizens and renamed the National Assembly. New hymns were composed, oaths were taken and martyrs commemorated all in the name of the nation. A centralized administrative system was put in place and it formulated uniform laws for all citizens within its territory. Internal custom duties and dues were abolished and a uniform system of weights and measures were adopted. Regional dialects were discouraged and and French, as it was spoken and written in Paris, became the common language of the nation. When the news of the events in France reached the different cities of Europe, students and other members of educated middle classes began to set up Jacobin clubs so that they also could get united under the club and they also moved forward to bring a revolutionary change in their cities, in their, their activities and campaigns prepared the way for French armies which moved into Holland, Belgium, Switzerland and much of Italy in 
the 1790s. With the outbreak of the Revolutionary Wars, the French armies began to carry the idea of nationalism abroad too. And people accepted, people in the other parts of Europe accepted French army's ideas. And Napoleon captured new territories and set about introducing many of the reforms that he had already introduced in France. Though Napoleon had destroyed democracy in France, but in the administrative field, he had incorporated revolutionary principles in order to make the whole system more rational and efficient. And people had appreciated him, like the Civil Code of 1804, usually known as the Napoleonic Code. It did away with all privileges based on birth, established equality before the law, and secured the right to property, which people wanted, the common people wanted. And this Civil Code or Napoleonic Code was exported to the regions under French control. That means out of France, like in the Dutch Republic, in Switzerland, in Italy, and Germany. Napoleon simplified administrative divisions, abolished the feudal system, and freed peasants from serfdom and manorial dues. So he did whatever were good for the common people in the other parts of the world. So Napoleon brought changes, and those changes were required. Those changes were expected by the common people in the other parts of Europe also. So in the towns too, guild restrictions were removed, transport and communication systems were improved, and peasants, artisans, workers, and new businessmen enjoyed a newfound freedom. And in particular, businessmen began to realize that uniform laws, standardized weights and measures, and a common national currency would facilitate the exchange of goods and capital from one region to another in a swift manner. Therefore, you can understand Napoleon targeted businessmen, artisans, workers, peasants, and he unified everything, unified the entire infrastructure of business, transport, and communication. And all all these changes made these people very happy. However, in the areas conquered, the reactions of the local populations to French rule were mixed, that everyone was not appreciating or everyone was not happy with the changes which were brought by Napoleon in their places. Initially, in many places such as Holland and Switzerland, as well as in certain cities like Brussels, Milan and Warsaw, the French armies were welcomed as harbingers or the forerunner of liberty. But the initial enthusiasm soon turned to hostility as it became clear that the new administrative arrangements did not go hand in hand with political freedom. People understood you have made such a wonderful development in infrastructure, business, communication, but what about the political freedom? So increased taxation, censorship, forced and compulsory recruitment to the French armies required to conquer the rest of Europe. All the administrative changes brought under the Napoleonic Code seemed to be completely failed. So this was a recapitulation of the French Revolution and also to understand even though Napoleon brought so many developments, so many administrative changes, infrastructural changes in, the, in France as well as in the other parts of Europe, but people were not satisfied with all those changes because people wanted broader freedom that was political freedom. Hence, we will understand it in more deeper way in the coming topics. Thank you for listening. Have a good time.